I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand, resale, vintage consignment, sustainable fashion, how you can buy things that have been on other people sometimes and it can work out really well and sell your closet. I'm your host, Meredith Feynman, and I'm joined by the bestie producer in the Westie, Sarah Lane. Hi, Sarah. What's going on, Mare? How are you? Oh, you know, it's cold. Uh, (laughs) It's still cold. cold. Still cold. I was uploading some stuff to Poshmark. I'll plug my own Poshmark. It's at FineMC. And uh, I'm selling an acne leather jacket. So that will be an interesting sport. That'll uh, be exciting. Yeah. I mean, selling a big ticket item like that, acne resells so well that I'm choosing to try to do it myself. But we'll see if I get frustrated and just send it to the real real. You know, I was working on a um, another podcast project that I do with with some folks who are who are not in the consignment world. They're in the CPG world, which is a whole other thing. But uh, we we got to talking about the fact that I was doing this and they were just fascinated, like, they had not heard of a lot of the companies. Well, they had maybe heard of the names of a lot of the companies that we talk about regularly, but didn't really have a good understanding of how it all worked. And so we spent, you know, a solid like 30 minutes doing just sort of a deep dive on stuff. And they were kind of like, I could see like dollar signs in their eyes. Like, huh, this is really interesting. And I was like, yeah, as a couple of financial investors, you should think about some of these things. Yeah, I actually do a little bit of advising on the industry for the, if anyone who's listening is thinking about investing in this world, uh, since I have such a deep knowledge of the market and where things are going and where things have come from, I speak to a lot of VC about it so should they want to do some cross promo we can find them some sharper suits or hoodies or whatever and talk to them about what this what this market really looks like but yes what I have found refreshing and fun and and again I'm learning along with with our audience as well um, and I'm sure many of you listening know a lot more about this than I do but this is just you know it's a fun new world brave new world and I I never get anybody who goes Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like something that's worth my time. Everyone's sort of like, oh, really? 
you can just make money. Oh, look at this, you know, look at this closet. It's really cool. Yeah, I think that that's what people don't understand is whenever I hear about them just like throwing out or tossing out or just giving away clothing, I'm like, no, everything in your closet has value. Uh, Everything in your house almost. I mean, you can sell anything. eBay has said that principle for a long time, but it's it's just really the Wild West out there. So in that vein of everything having value for both buying and selling, I want to talk about three categories of things today that are just currently my personal obsession and how I am sort of wading into what is actually new secondhand territory for me and what I've learned thus far. So those three categories are candles, perfume, and skincare. We did a bit about, you know, should you buy secondhand skincare, talking about, you know, the ick factor, what to think about. Today I'm going to talk about skincare versus makeup uh, because that's what I'm delving into right now. But I am obsessed and it's becoming a problem. (laughs) Well, what's problematic about it besides the fact that it might be, you know, hitting your wallet a little too much, even though there's a lot of deals? I mean that, just that. So like for background, I am someone who obviously loves fashion and has always cared about the clothing aspect. I am not, though I'm now I'm wading into this and I want to share with the Never Gets Old listeners, I'm wading into the skincare stuff because it always very much overwhelmed me. And skincare right now is such an unbelievable industry as it's like an umbrella under wellness and these new signifiers of wealth, which like we've touched on a little bit in past episodes. We have a huge archive. I've been doing this every week since April, so go back and listen to some of them. But it's this explosive category that people really want. And because people really want it and it's expensive, that means people are going to buy and sell it for deals. So I... Still get really overwhelmed by skincare and we'll sort of get into what I'm doing, but I want to start with candles. It's getting cold and I have three going at once right now. Hey, Sarah, are you a candle woman? Yeah, I, I, there are people who are more candle obsessed than me. And in fact, I, I think that it can be overdone. You know, you walk into someone's house and you're like, whoa, pumpkin spice situation in here. But I do love my candles. There are certain scents of candles and they don't even have to be expensive candles. It's just like if I like the smell of it, um, it adds a little ambiance uh, to it to an evening and it can just make the house smell good. And I actually find that because I actually live in a somewhat smaller apartment that I have in the past that if you cook food, and then you're sort of hanging out afterwards. Sometimes you want to sort of air the place out. And if it's not super warm outside, you're not going to open all the windows, turn the fan on. Uh, and a candle does wonders. Well, I have completely lost my mind when it comes to candles. So I don't know why it took me 32 years for that to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like many people have been into nice candles for a long time. There's something that is really fun to buy and to light on fire and they smell nice. But I was never like, I was like, oh, those fancy candles, those are so dumb. Y'all are such boobs for paying 60 bucks for a candle. I'm just going to go to TJ Maxx and like buy all these other candles. And uh, for a long time I did that and... I didn't even buy them ever. I was like, if it's over $5, it's not happening. And I'm trying to think, so what started my descent into candle madness, and I'm going through my likes on Poshmark. I'll talk uh, some of the brands I've been just like getting really into. But one of the classic fancy candle brands is Diptyque. 
they're out of Paris. You know, I've been to their stores in Paris and I'm just kind of like, it's smelly. Like for, for me too, I sometimes will get, you know, fragrance migraines. So you got to be really careful with the way stuff smells. But it's funny because even in France, the stuff is not that much less. Though the last time I was in a diptyque store in Paris, I walked out and ran into Timothée Chalamet. So that was rad. But Diptyque is sort of one of the these gold standard brands fine. I was like, mm, those are stupid. Those are expensive. It's just a bunch of wax. So then I guess, I don't remember why I was looking at them on Poshmark. So just so you know, listeners, uh, candles secondhand are an enormous market. If you are someone that likes them, if you're someone that like wants to test some of them out, get into them, not necessarily expensive ones, like, you know, even, you know, gold standard Yankee candle, like classic, classic candles. They're a really, really, really common secondhand object. Um, I think it's because people buy them impulsively and then when they're cleaning like I don't know when you move when you're cleaning stuff out like you get rid of stuff like that all the time and actually again it has value so if you have extra candles laying around you can totally sell those and candles are also one of the most obvious gifts like oh housewarming or it's your birthday or you know something that's like eh, not super personal probably won't break the bank but a nice gift I have lots of candles that I have carted around with me for years that I don't even really, I don't, I was about to say turn on. I don't ignite them, but they're like, they were like a nice gift, but it's the sort of thing that I could part with and it wouldn't, it wouldn't really bother me that much. Totally. So in thinking about, uh, if you've never sold them on the internet, you completely can. I have never had enough of them around to sell. I think I've thrown out some really nice candles. Um, cause I'm like, nah, whatever it's wax. Anyway, I will eat crow because now I have a problem. I have ordered six candles in the past six weeks, all on Poshmark. So I guess this started when I found two small diptyque candles that were two for $20, which is extremely low. Like even the little guys are like 35 bucks. So that was like, you know, $70 worth of candle for $20. And I bought them and I lit them and I was like, oh, this is so nice. I'm so fancy. Like I've convinced myself that they smell better than less expensive candles, which is 100% false. And I just sit around with my candles turned on and feel like a fancy <laughs> lady. I actually have a candle. Uh, it is, it's definitely something that someone gave me as a gift because I didn't buy it. And it's the cleaning product Myers, which makes, I, I always get the dish soap. I love the lavender smell. It's, it's a brand that a lot of people know. You can get it lots of different places. It's not, it's not super high end or anything, but it's, you know, it's like a Whole Foods kind of a brand. They make candles. You don't see them everywhere, but they do make them. And there is one scent that is just so heavenly that I know if I, if I start burning the wick a little bit before someone comes over, the first thing they'll do is be like, it smells so good in here without fail. It is, it's like my little secret weapon and it wasn't a fancy candle at all. Wait, spill the tea. What's it called? Are you willing to share with the audience? Well, I am. It's upstairs. I'm in a different room right now, but I will tell you that the brand is Myers and in our next episode, I'll give you the rest of it. Everyone should have a house that smells this good, but I'm telling you. This is, it's my special candle and who knew? Who knew? So I guess, yeah, I was never, I, I had gotten some as presents and I guess I carted them around from apartment to apartment and never lit them. Um, 
But it's funny because Diptyque is so hotly desired. The resale is high. I've now bought like several other ones and I just like spend all day like going back and forth over a couple dollars over like a secondhand candle and really just like lost my marbles. But Diptyque for a long time too, since they burned down in like nice glass, people are selling them on the internet empty to hold stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think that's another question that people probably have, myself included, is, okay, well, sometimes on the secondhand market, you'll get a pair of pants, tags attached, never worn, cool, all right, but they're they're marked down because they're coming from somebody else. So we understand all of that. Well, a candle, well, and jeans could have been worn and would look a little bit different, but you get stuff that's basically new. And if a candle was basically new on the secondhand market, it'd be like no brainer, right? Why would you pay top dollar for something that, you know, smells good, it's gonna look good, you know how candles work. If a candle is halfway used and it's in my house, it's not weird to me, it's a candle, you know? You've, you've just burned it down halfway and it might be a little asymmetrical and there's a little bit of wax issues, whatever, that's sort of the charm. I wonder how much that can be resold without Someone like me being like, eh, eh, that candle's busted. So let me tell you, it can. So moving on from Diptyque, I'm going through my likes of like, I just, I don't know, I went through like all the candles on Poshmark. I guess I like just have totally lost my skull. Um, so there's like a Louis Vuitton one, Fornicetti is, which I had always seen in stores and never really noticed what it was. It's like Dadaist art. China. Anyway, the candles are obnoxiously expensive. They're like $400. Like it's out of completely out of control. And even I'm looking through some of these now, even if they're partially burned, if they are like a desired brand, people will buy them, which in fact I did. I have another candle on the way from Otherland, which is a newish bougie parfumé, which is my favorite title of fancy candle. Like, yeah, it's that is what it is. It's a bougie ass parfumé. And it's supposed to smell like tennis balls and stuff. I don't know. I it was That's part very specific. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a I'm a tennis player and it looked cool and it might stink. So like that's also the risk you run if it's something you haven't smelled before. You might be like, oh no, this smells bad. So like that's you know, you might want to go sniff them somewhere else first. And now I like whenever I sniff a nice candle, I'm like, oh, that smells nice. Let me photograph the bottom and try to find it online, which is I mean, generally what I do with a lot of things, but I mean that's just some candle 101. But even if you like if you have empty diptyque candles or Byredo ones, uh, you can sell them. You can just, people will just want the glass. It's really, really crazy. And they are something that are constantly listed on secondhand sites. Actually, so there's this new brand of candle called, it's 1969. It's like 19-69. And actually the Real Real is carrying them in their stores. And I think online, the Real Real sells some candles, but they're full price. And I don't know how they pick which brands they do. I mean, the Real Real has a couple full price things. They also sell the Maison Louis Marie, like really nice smelling, um, you know, hand wash and lotion. I don't know like how those deals work, but I thought that was an interesting thing that they are selling full price. Maybe they think that like, as long as you're buying like a pair of secondhand Dior shoes, like maybe you'll throw in this candle too. So that's like really enough about candles. It's a lot about candles, but let me know like what you're buying and selling and we can like just have a nice candle ring. I actually, my favorite thing this time of year, Sarah knows this about me is Secret Santa. 
I am never not in like three, four, five different secret Santas, gift exchanges uh, during the holidays. Gifts are one of my main love languages and I don't know, I just think they're really fun to give and to receive. So um, I guess everyone's getting candles this year. That's the deal. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about something that we all wear and also probably think about buying and selling secondhand, but don't, which is perfume. I remember a little while back, Sarah, trying to find a special perfume for you online that actually had been discontinued. Yeah, it's Guerlain 68. And I have, I know about this one store, which is actually in San Francisco. So technically I could drive there right now and see if they still have it. It was like this Russian guy who was who, who even knows what was going on with, with this particular uh, perfumery? But they had it there. They used to have it at Neiman's. They don't anymore. You can't get it online. There's a lot of kind of shady stuff if you just Google it. And, you know, it's like it doesn't look right um, from like strange stores that you haven't heard of. But I have been trolling Poshmark and a few others every eh, once every couple of weeks, ever since we started doing the show. And I realized this could pop up. It could pop up. But it's so hard to find now because, well, again, we all have our our fragrance uh, preferences. You know, I like the way my candles smell. This perfume smells better than any perfume I've ever smelled in my life. And I've had perfume since then because, again, I can't get it right now and I ran out. And I have a friend actually who... Uh, she was like, just like sniffing me one day and she's like, God, you smell so good. So I told her what it was. And then she bought it and like, for whatever reason, just like had other perfumes. So she's got a bottle of like half of it sitting in her apartment. Every time we hang out, I'm like, you don't smell like it. Are you not using that? I will pay you. I will at least pay you for half a bottle. Like I will do this. So if you've gone candle crazy, I mean, I am perfume crazy for this one specific brand. Scent is the strongest uh, sense tied to memory. Perfume is a really personal thing. I get a whiff of like, you know, what was it, Dior 2? I'm like, oh, college. Uh, you know, we all have those things. But yes, offer that that friend cold, hard cash. And if anyone in the It Never Gets Old listener verse knows where to find this perfume for Sarah, like please email us at hello at ingopodcast.com. It's like when Lenny Kravitz recently lost his precious vintage sunglasses after a concert and set up like Lenny Kravitz glasses at gmail.com. I'm not sure if he ever found them. I actually need to follow up on that. Wow. To any pop culture podcast, that was like a little pop culture tip for a second because it was just such a humanizing random moment and we're all tied to our things and, and you know, perfume or cologne is certainly one of them. It's funny. I feel like everyone and their grandmother right now for a while has smelled like uh, the the Labo Santal 33. Yep. You know, uh, I I just I just recorded yet another podcast with a friend and she she claims. Well, she you know, she she'd like to think that she was one of the first people to discover this tiny little store some years ago. And she was like, people would stop me on the street and be like, you smell like heaven. What are you wearing? And it, that's what it was. Yep. And so Santal 33, it's funny. I have a friend who works at Lalabo and that is, I don't think they allow discounts on that entire, that product. Cause it's just so popular. And if you're like, I don't know what that smells like, uh, go smell it. You'll be like, oh, I know exactly what this smells like. 12 people I know. Everyone right now <laughs> smells like Santal 33. And it's almost impossible to find secondhand. And people will look. So like if you think about it, secondhand fragrance or deals on fragrance, like 
goes back so far. Like if you've ever been in an airport and there's a duty free section, like they're always offering deals on perfume. But the secondhand perfume market, I feel like, is one that has existed for so long. Just because, again, it's a really common thing to want or to not use. Like there are a bunch sitting in my, uh, that I'm thinking about now, like you get really into a scent and then you don't pick it up again. Um, That's why Andy Warhol, the artist, used to switch his scents every three months so that like when he smelled something, it would be tied to memory. And but I should probably sell, I guess, my half full Joe Malone ones that I was obsessed with at that moment. Uh, It's just like a super personal thing. But if you have extras laying around, even if they're already open, you can sell them. I mean, it never gets old is about like making money on your closet. And I guess in this case, your bathroom cabinet or in my case, my hers and hers sinks because I have two sinks. that's just like lined with products and crap. But uh, it's funny because right now I wear Glossier's perfume. It's called You. And I have it in the solid and the spray. And I have actually bought it. It very, very rarely comes up on Poshmark. But I did buy it once on Poshmark, which I'll get into in skincare. Secondhand Glossier is a wild, wild uh, domain. But you have to be really careful of fake perfume. Sarah, have you ever potentially encountered fake perfume? Well, so in my in my quest to find my darling 68, I feel like I'm getting close to a lot of fakes. You know, like I said, they're just just janky sites and something's weird and it's coming from a weird place and I just go like, eh, I don't know. I mean, I don't, because you can't see it. This is not something that you could say, you're wearing a fake acne leather jacket kind of thing. If it smells right, I'm not sure how outraged I would be to know later that I was wearing fake perfume, but then you have to think about the ingredients that went into it and, and you know, what what's what what was the whole sort of ecosystem involved and that gets problematic for obviously working conditions and lots of stuff that we've talked about in the past. So, I don't know. Yeah, so perfume has been being faked for so long because also like you first of all you can rarely return it. So, we've all like you've always you've seen fake perfume listeners and I know I have like in varying little stores or or on the street on the street is one of the most common places and they won't let you open it and smell it so like you could just have a little bottle filled with water and it's super easy to fake because first of all you like won't know by looking at the liquid and like the bottle is that's so cheap to just make a fake glass bottle with like some fake detailing on it and wrap it in plastic and I remember trying to buy I was obsessed in maybe middle school. No, middle school was Gap fragrances. Oh my God. I was like, mm, they had like cloud maybe or grass or whatever. And then we all stunk like Bath and Body Works. I smelled like sun ripened raspberry forever. And you just like <laughs> smell. I smell. You just smell. And that's when the first time I ever smelled cucumber melon. And now everything's like cucumber, whatever. I have like, you know, CVS soap. It's like cucumber. And then in, I think maybe it was high school, like early high school, Clinique Happy was like one of the first like fragrances that I knew about. I mean, and that was it. And I think I might have bought a fake one once, like on the street in New York back in my like high school days when I would go up to Canal Street and do all those deals. Um, But it's something that you can find secondhand. You just have to be really careful. You have to look at the packaging. You have to look at the seller. You have to look at the price point. I mean, as we talk about on here, if it's too good to be true, like it most likely is. And in a lot of these spaces, whether, you know, I've been checking out Mercari or 
um, eBay or Poshmark, places that aren't regulated, um, you have to just really do a lot of due diligence. And then like other sites like a real real anything that or a thread up, they won't take perfume uh, or let's say candles. But most other places, if you're listing your own stuff, will. I've been looking actually long and hard for a candle from Kith, which combines all of my dumbest impulses into one, which is dumb hypebeast gear, which like shout out to loving sneakers. I've been procrastinating on doing a sneaker. It never gets old episode because I just know some and there's so much to know and I want to do a whole series and it's just you can yell at me for it. But they sell candles at Kith, which is one of the best sneaker stores uh, in New York. They have one in Miami. And they have these ridiculously expensive candles that I refuse to buy on site. So I've, if you have one, been looking a lot on Grailed uh, and they're still really expensive, please, please hit me up. So now on to my other current obsession, which is secondhand skincare. It's a problem. I am out here buying open skincare and I don't care about it. I am gross, but also... Are you aware, dear listener, just how much luxury skincare is being resold right now on the internet? You know, a lot of consignment stores or resale stores, they're obviously not going to take your, you know, once used drunk elephant, but there are a lot of people on the internet that will. I guess this whole episode is about like cleaning out varying cabinets and drawers where you have stuff you didn't realize you could make money on. But we talked about this some in the skincare episode, but now I've just like really gone off the rails. I'll look into what I've purchased, but I get very overwhelmed by skincare. I tend to actually really stick to into the gloss. I don't want to try a million different lotions. Like, are you into, you're into trying skincare, Sarah, aren't you? Well, so, and, and we've talked about this in the past. I have extremely sensitive skin, always have. If I use the wrong product, I break out or I get red or I'm itchy or, you know, it's it, all that stuff actually really matters. And fragrance definitely plays into this as well. Uh, but I don't want everything to just be like the naturalist thing that I, you know, get at the co-op kind of thing. So I have tried them all. Certain things are straight up prescription. And that's a whole other thing, right? Because, you know, reselling prescription stuff is one thing. But I, I do have, I have some very expensive skincare items. Chanel Sublimage is like an eye cream type thing. Well, it's kind of for your whole face. But uh, which I paid like $300 for this. Uh, oh this God. this tub, yeah, it's it's like super expensive, and I still have it, but it kind of ended up irritating my face. This is the perfect thing that I could resell because it's half full. Oh yeah, Chanel. Like, so if you have any of this stuff, first of all, Chanel skin products go for so much. I mean, think about it. We all want the La Mer. La Mer stuff is crazy, uh, resale wise. There's this. There are a couple people that only sell La Mer. You know, I'm fascinated always by the different types of people like that are selling different things and what their specialties are. Um, there's this woman on Poshmark who's like the queen of golden goose uh and she like shames everyone else for their golden goose sneakers it's like kind of funny she's has a lot of golden goose sneakers but she's also a huge dick um about it (laughs) and but there is someone recently because like once you get into the world of like la mer which i don't have any other stuff i didn't even try that's overwhelming and then also overwhelming and you like don't know if any of that stuff i don't know like people swear by different things but I do some reading about skincare things. I'll read like people's top shelf on Into the Gloss, which is like what, you know, people that I think with great faces do to their skin. And I'm like, well, I can have that. I'm like, no, you're actually just like way prettier than I am. And like you're an actress and like, you know, you have access to like 
constant facials and you know different like skincare work and whatever but what did I just so I just bought Elizabeth Arden retinol capsules on Poshmark I bought Mega Babe Rosy Pits which is a deodorant then we're really getting into crazy town territory uh I bought Kiehl's creme de corps uh body lotion I bought Paracone MD Cold Plasma, uh, which I heard was a good lotion. My skin's freaking out. That has got to go back on sale. Uh, I, ha- I haven't sold skincare before. I've only bought it. So you have to be really careful. I'm probably not being as careful as I should. And if any of you out there are like serious skincare heads and you like want to give me some tips, you have to really figure out a lot of this stuff has been opened and then how like deep down the rabbit hole you want to go. I think there's not a ton of fake of this stuff yet there certainly will be very 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 soon seem to watch out for that but also when stuff was purchased and when it potentially expires yeah it, it, you can almost think of it as is as like food it, some some of it will last a while but not even and you can kind of sometimes you sniff you know like you sniff a lipstick and you know that smell where you're like oh Nope, lipstick's bad. Gotta go. But uh, but but that does apply to a lot of skincare. And even if you can get past that, it might not be good for you anymore. So for example, the uh, the eye cream that I told you about, it comes in. You know, it's it's sort of this beautiful glass um, jar. You know, and it's got a cap, and it comes with a little kind of scoop thing, and that's how you put it on your face, and then you kind of deal with it afterwards. Well, I haven't always used that little scoop, right? I've used Mm -hmm. my finger a couple of times. If somebody doesn't care about that, fine. But there are some, you know, I have populated the jar with my own germs. And that would be the same case with anybody, right? Unless you were like the most meticulous person ever. If it's something that's in more of like a squeeze out tube where there's really no way to get inside, you're just getting product out of it. I have zero problem with that at all. Uh, we've talked in the past about uh, secondhand cosmetics and just dipping into eyeshadow. Again, what kind of tools are you using? Are you cleaning your brushes? Are you using your finger? Mm. I think that there are, there are probably a lot of us on various spectrums because I'm not that much of a germaphobe. But when it comes to makeup, because again, sensitive skin people are like, if it if it's going to make you break out, n- nothing's worth this. Then I think that that's a that's something to consider. Yeah, what we need to do is like have a chat with some professionals who I, I think none of them would endorse any of this behavior. But I'm just looking up your Chanel sublimage eye stuff. It's all over. I'm only looking on Poshmark, but there are some sealed ones, mm. and then there's some that aren't. So everybody look out for Sarah's eye cream. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's great product. Just didn't work for me. <laughs> But I'm also the person who goes to a department store and is just like, how much is it? Okay, well, that's what it is. Well, that was the old me anyway. So it's, it's. Uh, I think that, when, especially when we're talking about skincare fakes, maybe, you know, maybe we get into the, you know, it's the receipt game again. It's like, I got this at Nordstrom. Here's the receipt. You know, this is, this, Nordstrom is not selling me like fake perfume or fake skincare. And that can be, if you're feeling at all sort of, unsure about where this is coming from and if it's exactly what you want that would be you know that would be a parameter you might want to to make sure you you feel comfortable with yeah I think also one reason why there's so much secondhand skincare and perfume um on resale sites is because you can't return most of it so like once you drive it off the lot you're sort of screwed so listeners 
like poke around and tell me what you're interested in skincare wise. If you do this, what perfume will you love? Maybe we'll have some like, you know, it never gets old holiday secondhand perfume swap. Uh, in the meantime, I will just continue to order candles until the end of time. And I will let you know how my other land um, tennis ball candle smells. Uh, but before we go, I do want to talk about a very, very interesting um, sort of subset of secondhand skincare, which is secondhand Glossier. Glossier is, I guess, now a multi-billion dollar business. I love Emily Weiss as a millennial entrepreneur, just a very interesting person, what she's done with this game and done it so, so well. And the brand's so, so popular that secondhand Glossier is everywhere. I've bought some of it. I mostly buy it full price because it's at a lower price point than I feel like a lot of other things. And I like supporting the brand and I actually like do buy it full price. Um, but you can find, if you're interested in trying Glossier, like there is so much of it on the secondhand internet, particularly eBay and Poshmark, probably Mercari, also probably Depop, especially because so many teenagers love Glossier so much. Glossier secondhand is a crazy, crazy game. I've been following it some, but when Glossier has pop-ups in different cities, there are people on Poshmark advertising that they'll go shop it for you. Um, I'm not exactly sure why you wouldn't just buy it from the website. Uh, because I can't imagine there'd be a huge cost differential, but um, it's everywhere. So I've bought some of it. As I said, like I'm, I'm looking at my purchases. I actually have a priming moisturizer coming my way, but secondhand Glossier could be its own, its own app in and of itself, which is thoroughly unsurprising. It is a new sort of fun slash status symbol slash trendy thing. And with anything trendy, people are selling it. So if you have anything like that too, um, that the youths really want, or if you're a youth listening to this and you want to buy some of it, uh, there there's certainly a lot. And you got to watch out that like the prices are actually less than what they're listed for. Um, but you can find a lot of cool stuff. You can find us online at ingopodcast.com. There you'll learn more about me, your host, Meredith Feynman, producer Sarah Lane, as well as links to our social meds. We're at INGO Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Slide into the DMs, ask any questions at INGO Podcast on Instagram again, at Meredith Feynman, that's me. Follow my Poshmark at FineMC. Uh, you can always send us an email and say like, hey, that's disgusting. You're putting that stuff on your face. Or like I have Sarah's perfume at hello at ingopodcast.com. And we'll see you in a very nice smelling room atmosphere soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.